Welcome to the Emotional Wellbeing Podcast. My name is Erin Martin, and I'm a holistic health and life coach. I teach you how to master your emotions so you can feel in control of your choices and build better habits, mind, body, and spirit. Follow along and you will discover how to increase emotional flexibility and resilience through simple lifestyle changes and mindset hacks. Here we go. Episode 22, Feeling is Doing. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Emotional Wellbeing Podcast with myself, Erin, your coach for today. As I mentioned last week, I am really trying hard to get these out weekly. So here we go. I'm on a roll. <laughs> um, it's a Friday again. So I think of what I'm going to try to do is do them on Fridays. So I guess it's going to depend on where my brain is at on Fridays, what we talk about. And something that came up a few times this week with people that is always a good reminder. And I'm pretty sure I have talked about this in an episode, but um, I don't know if I really gave an entire, you know, spiel about it is how to feel basically. And that's what we're going to talk about today. What I want you to think about is feeling is doing. So as you know, this is the emotional well-being podcast, which means we talk all things emotional health, emotional regulation, managing emotions, building resilience, all that stuff, and being able to sit and feel what it is that's going on for you is probably, I got to say, one of the top things, you know, skills that you need to have in order to be able to manage your emotions is to be able to feel them to begin with. And before I get into that, I was this week, I uh, went to a concert actually with a friend of mine. Uh, when I was a little girl, <laughs> my aunts listened to Jan Arden. She's a Canadian singer songwriter, extremely talented. And she has amazing songwriting skills actually. <clears throat> and she was coming to kind of a theater in a smaller town. And a friend of mine uh, also like likes her and it came up before. And so she got tickets and invited me to go. So we got to go see Jan Arden um, over during the week. And so many smart ways of explaining things in her songs. And one of her best songs is called Good Mother. And um, she has some advice in that song that says, Feet on ground, heart in hand, facing forward, be yourself. As kind of, well, from what I take of it, kind of the advice, you know, from her good mother. Um, I don't know, for some reason when I heard her sing it, it just really struck me, like the value and the truth in that I had texted my own mom and I said, that sounds like advice you would give. <laughs> Very pragmatic. <laughs> But uh, that is, that's my kind of advice. I like pragmatic advice. But yeah, like feet on the ground, like get grounded, stay on earth, <laughs> heart in hand, you know, like don't let your head make all your decisions, you know, keep your heart also at the forefront. And 
facing forward. Like, don't look back. Just look forward. Look where you want to go, right? It's like hitting a baseball or, or a golf golf ball. Like, look at where you want to go. Point the racket where you want to go. And be yourself. You know, if if I could impart no other piece of wisdom other than just be who you are to my own kid, that would be the thing that I would tell her to do. So I just really, maybe because I'm a mother now and I'm older, like when I heard that advice and I was like 12 or 13, it didn't make as much sense. But now, uh, though I guess I wasn't that young because Jan Arden is not that much older than me, maybe 20 years. But yeah, so anyway, the advice really kind of struck me and then it had me thinking about, you know, what kind of advice I would give to my little coaching babies if I if I had to <clears throat> give some. And one of the things that I came up with was, you know, advice around emotions. And that some of the top things that I would want to impart on my little emotional health babies would be that emotions are not a dangerous experience, although they do feel that way sometimes because they're painful. But in and of themselves, feeling an emotion is not a dangerous experience, although it can be linked to trauma, which was dangerous. So, but generally when we're feeling something, um, you know, often if we're feeling something in a moment where there's like a big conflict or some sort of dangerous experience, yes. But so many of our emotions are caused by either memories we have or we're sitting in future circumstances that haven't happened or, you know, someone says something to us that reminds us of something else. And so it's easy for us to feel like our emotional experiences are dangerous because they're painful, but generally they are pretty safe, right? Like our heart isn't going to stop or our lungs won't stop breathing um, because we're having a, an uncomfortable feeling. The other thing is that they are temporary right? Emotions are a temporary experience that come and go. They pass over us. The other thing is no matter what emotion you're feeling the most, you're typically always sitting in more than one at a time. This is really useful to keep in mind because sometimes the emotion that's most painful is the one that comes to the surface, which means that it can feel like that is the be all and end all of everything. And it's really good to say to yourself, you know, what else do I feel? And that can kind of help to buffer the discomfort of whatever the main emotion is. So if I'm feeling angry, I might also think, well, I also feel hurt or sad or um, patient, right? Like there are other emotions that you can feel. And then the last thing would be when it comes to emotions is that you'll always get through them. I know it doesn't feel that way, but whatever painful thing that you are experiencing, like it will come to an end, it is temporary, but also that you are capable of getting through it, meaning that even if cognitively you don't understand how, your body does. And so much of managing emotions is trusting in our body. And specifically when there's trauma in the body uh, or the body doesn't feel like a safe place to be, maybe we have a lot of body image stuff issues or like I said, something happened to us that involved our body when we were young or we don't have, we didn't have like positive 
body image role modeling, um, specifically women, you know, can often encounter this, then sometimes being in the body won't feel like a safe place to be. Um, but your body does know how to get through tough emotions. When we learn to trust it and not resist those emotions, which is typically what we do. Our brain wants to resist them. So then our body never really gets the chance to show us how incredibly capable it is of, of healing whatever emotion is that's coming up, right? And when I say healing an emotion, I mean allowing the emotion to surface, to be felt, and then to uh, be processed um, in a way that doesn't result in the exact same emotional experience needing to like come up time and time again, right? So we don't get stuck in these loops where let's say something happened to us when we're young that created this like great frustration about whatever circumstance. And then like any time in our present moment when that kind of experience is triggered, that frustration comes up again. But because we push it away or we try to, you know, blame our way out of it or just like cognitively <clears throat> try to argue with it, then it never really, like our body never learns to like release that emotion, like process the chemical of the emotion. We just learn that um, distracting ourselves and burying, our, our, burying it is kind of the best way to keep moving forward. But then it just keeps cropping up because the root of the problem is never really addressed. Anywho, okay, so let's talk about emotional processing. So feeling is doing. That's what I want you guys to take as your mantra away from today. When I say feeling is doing, what I mean is that in order to metabolize the chemical signature of an emotion, because that's what it is, right? Your brain as a thought creates an emotion, your limbic system, and then your body is flooded with a chemical that is an energy that is all that is actually is just an energy. But then our brain, you know, has learned to attach certain vowels and sounds to that vibration. So maybe it's like, I'm angry, I'm frustrated. But what's funny about vibrations of emotions is that you could imagine the exact same feeling, exactly, exactly the same. And if you put yourselves in two different circumstances, like, um, you know, fear and excitement, like if I put myself in the experience of something that's scary, then the emotion coming up, I would say that's fear, right? That's how I would label it because the situation itself cognitively I understand as being scary, like swimming in an open lake. Like for me, I used to feel scared of swimming in lakes because I thought there was lake sharks because somebody told me at camp that lake sharks were a thing. <laughs> so then I was afraid of lakes for a while. <laughs> I still swam in them, but I was always looking down into the deep, dark abyss. Um, but if I was, you know, about to go down a big water slide and I had the exact same feeling, I would label it as like excitement just because the circumstance had changed. So it's kind of funny. It's important to label the emotion that you're feeling because through defining the emotion itself, you gain some power over it. And studies have shown that um, when you can have a, a better emotional vocabulary, something called emotional granularity, 
when you can have a better understanding of how you feel and like be able to articulate that to yourself or to other people, you automatically cut the stress that the emotion is creating by a lot. Um, and you can imagine like if a feeling comes up and I, I can't describe how I'm feeling to somebody, I feel confused and overwhelmed and out of control. And I'm just like, I don't know how I feel. Obviously that's going to make me more stressed out and it's not going to lead to any resolution because if I can't articulate how I feel to somebody, it's hard for somebody to be able to help me as well. So having a strong vocabulary of your emotions is really key. I think I talked about this in a previous episode, but being able to define how you feel is kind of the first step to feeling. So let's say something happens to you. You have a thought about it. You tell yourself a story, right? We talked about storytelling in previous episodes. You have a thought or a story, and then you have this feeling. First thing I want to do is think, okay, what is the feeling exactly? What's the name of it? Okay, good. I have it. It's uh, contempt, <laughs> something really specific. Then you're going to drop out of your head, out of the label. You're just going to set the label aside, stick a pin in it, and go into your body. And the first thing you're going to do is remind yourself that you are safe. Sounds very cheesy, but the number one thing I notice with myself, as soon as I start to try to just feel, right away I have like alarm bells. I feel like a caged animal is inside of me trying to get away and there's something I need to do about it, right? And that's the thing. Like we want to do something about emotions. And I'm telling you, you can do something. You can sit and fucking feel it. <laughs> that's what you're doing. You're feeling Feeling is the action word there. So you're going to remind yourself, I'm safe. I'm all good. Like I will literally sit there and be like, you are safe. You are safe. You are safe. You are safe. And it's like, I realize like I, in my head, I think this is dangerous. Like I'll have bad memories pop up from the past and I'll be sitting in bed, like sweating, like a stock pig. And uh, suddenly I'm just like, oh my God, I, it's like, I feel like I'm in danger. So you are safe. You are safe. You are safe. And you just start think, I'm just in a vibration in my body right now. And then you want to start to ask yourself, what is the quality of this feeling? And <clears throat> this is kind of the magic in this. You're using your physiology to your uh, advantage in that the part of your brain that is creating emotion, right, and flooding your body with it is a different part of the brain than the one you're going to use to define the quality of the vibration to yourself. So you're gonna start asking yourself questions that are polarizing. Things like, is it on the left side or the right side of my body? This feeling that I'm having. Is it on the top half or the bottom half of my torso? Is it, on the, is it um, smooth or rough, the feeling? If I had to kind of choose between those two. Is it moving around a lot or is it very stagnant? Is it sharp or dull, the vibration? And so you just want to ask yourself these like, hmm, either or questions. And the first thing I forgot to mention you want to do is like when you're, when you're in the emotion in your body is to decide on a scale of one to 10, how intense is this emotion? And that just kind of helps to give you like a gauge of where we're starting, right? So we can have something to measure how you feel against. So let's say at the start, you're like, okay, it's like a nine out of 10. Okay, then I'm going to go into polarizing questions. 
And so this process, you're maybe doing it now for 40 seconds, let's say 40, 45 seconds. And you're just staying in your body with the feeling and the sensation of the feeling. You're not labeling it good or bad, right or wrong. Not that kind of polarizing. <laughs> you're like, is this a negative feeling or a positive feeling? No. <laughs> and what's going to happen is your brain is going to be like, hey, hey, this is a stupid thing you're doing. Erin has no idea what she's talking about. This is dumb. Hey, what about all of these thoughts and all of these self-criticisms and all of these judgments? What about that person that did that thing wrong? And what about how right we are? How about let's talk about that? And you're just going to keep rerouting, redirecting your attention. Yep. Okay. We'll talk about that later. I'm just feeling right now back into your body. And what you're going to start to notice is that the sensation is going to start to change. Okay. You're going to be taking some nice deep breaths as well. And every time you breathe in the oxygen, I want you to think of inhaling the oxygen to any of the places in your body that feel tight or sore because oxygen is a natural pain reliever. And as you exhale, you're exhaling and reminding yourself, this is safe. This is a safe experience for me. Then you're going to be checking in with, where am I on that scale of one to 10? So maybe you check in after a minute and you're like, oh, okay, it's like a seven now. Okay, cool, right? You keep going. How, how what color is it? Like pick, pick a few colors. Is it, you know, red or green? Is it black or white? Is it you know, baby blue or violet, like, I don't know, whatever. What about foods? Could you, could you make a food choice? Like if you had to, you know, compare it to a food or compare it to a temperature, is it hot or cold or one of the seasons? Like any ridiculous questions that help you to, you know, uh, define the quality of the vibration to yourself. And as you check in again, you're going to notice that that number is going to keep going down. And for me, I find when it gets to about a four, I swear to God, it's like suddenly my brain comes back online. Like that is, I cannot describe it other than it's like, like you're just under the surface of the water and then all of a sudden, boop, you like break through and you're like, oh, it's, it's a clear day. <laughs> it's a clear day and it's sunny. That's how it feels. And it's really quite magical and amazing. Like I am so blown away by how awesome my body is every time I do this. And when your mind feels like it comes back online again, because you're kind of out of that stress response that you were in, like basically your nervous system is beginning to regulate again, and you're back into your cognitive abilities of your brain. Then you want to ask yourself, what is this feeling trying to tell me? What am I, what is the message here? Like, what do I need to know? What what is the wisdom in this feeling? And then you see if there's anything that comes up, maybe nothing, maybe you're just meant to feel and to see that like you feel empowered and being able to just feel. But maybe also there's something there to, to let you know, right? Something in your body wants to let you know. And this is one of the ways that we start to like break the hold that painful emotions have over us. Like they kind of hijack our system. And when they talk about trauma, like trauma is the experience of nervous system dysregulation because of a traumatic event, and that's subjective. And then the body is never brought back to a place of safety, right? So it's like the trauma is, your, is the inability of the body to return to safety. 
And one of the things that you show yourself when you do emotional processing is that everything is safe. And you show your body that just because I'm in pain, just because there, I have this moment of suffering, I can get through it and then everything is okay on the other side. And you also, this is kind of um, helping you to strengthen your vagal break, which is your body's ability to move back and forth between stress and relax, stress and relax, your parasympathetic and your sympathetic system. So there really is just so many freaking benefits to being able to process emotions. Sometimes it takes a few minutes. Sometimes you have to leave where you're at and find a quiet place. Um, you know, like, it's not like you can necessarily be standing in conversation, just like <laughs> check out all of a sudden and you're standing there processing emotions while the other person's still talking with you. But as you practice this in safe spaces, right? Like if you're at home and upset about something or you're driving, maybe pull over, I don't know, whatever, you're gonna uh, learn to do it better and better and it's gonna take less and less time for you to move through the emotions that you are experiencing. And really the purpose of all of this is to restore safety to the body and to hear what those emotions have to say. Like what is their message? Because every time they come up, and we bury them back down again, that message gets extinguished, right? It's like your emotions come up and it's like, hey, hey, I got, I have something I wanna, I wanna share. And you're just like, shut up already. Like you're just like, push it away and make it go away. And that's not nice, right? We don't wanna do that to ourselves. That's how we stay stuck. Okay, so feeling is doing. And I wanna just explain briefly why this works so well is because number one, one of the reasons that our bodies become flooded with emotions and it just seems to like pick up speed like a train on a track. You know, the, the longer that it goes on, it's like we just spiral more and more is because we're not paying attention to the emotion. Like I said, we're trying to do something else, distract ourselves from it or argue with it often. And instead this is doing something and that's all your brain wants. Your brain is like holding up a red flag, you know, SOS and when we pay attention to what our brain is trying to tell us is that you're having a feeling, can you do something about it? You're like, okay, yes, I can do something about it. And then it's like, we get hyper-focused on what is that vibration? And so it gives us power over that feeling. And it gives the emotion a purpose because we still use the energy for good, which is to hear and listen to what it is it has to say. And the other reason that this technique of processing emotions works is because it basically uses your biology in your favor. Um, the part that we're using to ask ourselves questions and make decisions, you know, this or that, and analyze how you're feeling is a different part from the part of your brain that is creating the emotions. So it's kind of like, you know, if you have uh, a pain in your finger and then somebody, you know, tells you a joke and makes you laugh to take your mind off of the pain in your finger, it's kind of that sort of thing, right? It's just shifting basically what part of your brain is being activated and that helps to um, start to alleviate the suffering that you get from the discomfort of the emotion. All right, so that is processing an emotion. That is how you make feeling an action word. And 
you know, beyond circumstances being neutral events, um, that would be the second most powerful coaching tool that I would offer my clients is to learn how to process emotions because it really helps you to learn how to become less reactive and in control of yourself, right? All right, so that's all for today. I hope that you found that helpful. If you have never processed an emotion before, go ahead and try it this week. And um, I wish you best of luck and listen to what the messages have to say. If you want to share them with me, feel free. You can always reach out to me on Instagram, Erin Jacqueline Martin, or if you ever want to learn about working with me, then visit my site, erinmartincoaching.com. All right, guys. Bye.